Welcome back to episode two of Red Wine, White Couch. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Yes, welcome back. And thank you to everybody who listened to us last week. Um, We had over 100 listens within two days on our first episode. So that's really, really exciting. Wow, we have so many fans. I know, all over the world. Fans and followers. Exactly. So... What are we going to talk about this week? Well, Junia, I feel like you have been so busy with our newfound podcast fame that I haven't really gotten to talk to you this week. So what have you been doing? True. What have I been doing? So this week was sort of the first week of my finals. So I was just wrapping up projects for my um, music modules Mm. (laughs) in school. So I was, I turned in like... A final project for my electronic music class which is um well it's it's sort of a stupid class but um, and then it I did very interesting to me it I mean yeah. it is and it's useful for this because exactly um, See, it's the same skills applied for yeah my skills so are thank, being put to thank use. god you took electronic music <laughs> exactly and then I also have a, a performance module so there I get to sort of work on my classical music, mm-hmm. which is nice. really exciting and a theme for this week. Um, but I'm playing, um, I worked a lot on um, this piece by Bach called the Chacon. Oh, I love um, that piece so much. And I think you, you, you rehearsed it for me once, I think. I did. Um, I did um, ask you to come to my practice room one time. And I mean, that was heaven. I loved that. <laughs> it's definitely sort of one of those... Um, pillars of the violin repertoire so I'm really excited that I get to play it but it's also really really hard so I'm really happy that I have that final over Mm -hmm. with I had to record a recital of myself playing and send it in so that's done that must be a little bit um, challenging to find the motivation or not the motivation just like the right atmosphere just playing to like a camera as opposed to an audience it is. It's sort of it's sort of like recording this podcast, you know. You mm-hmm. have um I'd almost I prefer performing live because you sort of get the chance to connect with an audience and um yeah, well, at, least, that at the very least a judge. You have the the adrenaline and you only get one chance. So sort of no matter what happens, you only get that one chance and like it's mm-hmm. over with in 15 minutes whereas a 15 minutes minute performance took me like three or four tries to, pro- to um, <laughs> I'm sure it was perfect on the first one but it just wasn't good enough for you <laughs> it was definitely not but um that fun, that's over with <laughs> fun fact about astrology Junia's sun moon and rising are all in fixed signs and fixed signs are notorious for being perfectionists. So we really see that reflected in your oh, six wow. tries. <laughs> well, that I that explains a lot. 
Yeah. But yeah. How about you, Phoebe? What have you been doing this Oh, week? well, unlike you, I've kind of just been avoiding my work. Um, <laughs> but I actually feel like I'm just trying to watch out for my mental health at the moment and really take a moment to just appreciate, um, you know, appreciate this time. My apartment has never looked cleaner. I've become like an obsessive vacuumer. Um, hey, I'm, that's, you know, hobbies yeah. are important. No, my floor is spotless. I even, I named my vacuum Marcel. And oh, I, I love that him, name. Thank you. Yeah, I take him for little walks. <clears throat> Excuse me. I take him for little walks around my apartment. And it feels almost like a pet um, or a friend. And Taking he, care of our mental health, I see. Exactly. And um, <laughs> he really, like, he really, nothing is too dark or dirty for him. And I really love Marcel. Oh, yeah. The perfect partner. The perfect partner in life. <laughs> um, oh, and something that was really exciting for me was on Thursday, I think it was, um, just a couple days ago, there was a full supermoon in the sign of Scorpio. Um, and so my sister and I and our neighbor, Vanessa, we have an isolation pod. We had a really nice dinner. And then we went down to the beach, and we had a little full moon ritual moment. It was really nice. I loved watching. You took some photos and, like, videos, and I loved watching it. It was just yeah. the correct energy for this time. It really was. And let me tell you, so a full super Yeah, moon tell us Scorpio, what it entails. So basically, any everyone knows that the sun is always in a sign, like, okay, right now we're in tourist season. And if anyone is born during yes. the season, they're going to be a tourist, like Julia. Um... But the moon is also in a sign, always in a sign. Venus is also always in a sign. And at the time you're born, those are they're in different signs, and they um, compromise different facets of your personality. But also, it is totally affects just like the general mood. So if on th- like on Thursday, um, the full moon was in Scorpio, that was really drawing us into some depths. And Scorpio is the most intense, passionate, and emotional sign. And because it was the full moon, all those emotions were really bring, being brought to light. So if anyone felt some extra intensity on Thursday, and you still feel it for two weeks before and two weeks after um, in the case of a full supermoon, because it's just the intensity um, is that great. So if anyone was feeling that, that might be why. Um, but anyways, I just really, I got really jazzed about this moon because my natal moon is in Scorpio. So I really wanted to appreciate right. it and welcome it. So we went down to the beach, we burned some sage, we cleansed ourselves with some sage. Um, I brought my crystals. I don't know exactly what my crystals do, but I'm going to take all the help I can get. So I brought them to be cleansed by the moon. (laughs) Um, And I think I'm feeling very purified now after that experience. That's so good. Yeah. I feel like, I feel definitely like I've been impacted by this. Yes, because, Junior, let me tell you why. Because you're a rising Scorpio. So if anyone with Scorpio placements was going to feel this full moon more. Oh, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like, does it align at all that, like, I've been feeling super intense? Oh, entirely. That's exactly what you would be feeling. Right. So I feel like, okay, so... um, I've been reflecting so much on my past and also my current and also my future. Oh, it just, wow. it fe- <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been just reflecting and like reflection thinking. there. <laughs> it's just been a lot of intense thinking and sort of 
thinking about my purpose in this world and sort of mm. my purpose with um with what I currently do so um I was that's very Scorpionic yeah oh okay well I was FaceTiming one of my best friends from home um in Iceland and um we were sort of both talking about this and I thought that it would be really fun to bring her in for a chat on this week's episode well let's do that then Hi. Hello, Hi. Lilia. Hey. So I've never met Lilia before, Hi. so I'm really excited to be meeting her virtually. Um, well, but yes, so yeah. am I. I've heard so many good things. I've heard so many good things about you. <laughs> and I've listened to your first episode three times. No oh my way. goodness. Stop. A loyal, have, a loyal yes. fan. <laughs> it's like a little lullaby it. for you before you go to sleep. I you just hear our it. voices. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. that's what I do though. I am su- subscribed to so many podcasts and I listen to them before I go to sleep. Oh, that's so to help me fall asleep because I have like sl- I like to listen to podcasts in the shower so I can gain really? knowledge. How does that work? Yeah. I just like put do you have a speaker. Yeah, I have a speaker because spe- I like to get oh. clean and get knowledge. <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, that's um, good. Get clean yeah. and get knowledge. Exactly. Why don't you um yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first, Lilia? Yeah. Um firstly, I since I have listened to your podcast three times, uh, I noticed you're both. Aren't you both Moon and Scorpio? I'm Moon and Scorpio. Are you Moon and Scorpio? Oh, I thought you knew. She's a rising Scorpio. I am. You're Moon and Scorpio. I am too. No way! Oh my god! I love (laughs) when I meet fellow Moon and Scorpios. I'm like, yes, you're crazy too. Um, I know. (laughs) I'm deeply crazy. Deeply crazy at just the core level. Crazy. Um, Oh my god! I love that about you. I'm so happy for us. Uh, wait, what's your sun sign? Yeah, uh, Virgo. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My mom is a Virgo with her moon in Scorpio. This is crazy. Really? Yeah. This is so Gosh. wild. Wow. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself and, like, say where you're from, where okay. you're currently sheltering. So, uh, my name is Lilia. I live, currently, I live in Reykjavik in Iceland. And where am I from? I... I <laughs> I, I have a hard time answering this question because I really don't feel, oh, I've too. never really felt like I'm like from anywhere. Oh, okay. I have, so my mother is, is Icelandic. My dad is um, half English, Greek Italian. So, oh. um, yeah. That's such an interesting mix. But obviously, I, I, so, and I was born in Paris. Um, How Parisian. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, you know, most of my family lives in France, so I don't, uh, I really don't feel... Oh, I love that. My grandpa's from like Paris. I'm anything. So look really? at us with all these connections. Gosh. Um. <laughs> so what do I do? That's also a question I find hard to, hard to answer now specifically because um, I'm not studying anything currently. Mm. Uh, I just sort of, I'm going through this phase of separation from my instrument absolutely yeah um, I feel this which is just thing. I feel like I'm going through a divorce right and I have been for sort of like two years or something exactly it's, been such it's a, a process it's really a deep personal uh emotional attachment yeah so exactly. what was what was your instrument uh the piano oh beautiful um so I started at uh eight I begged my parents to allow me to start playing the piano <laughs> Um, and I went all in, uh, and at the age of 11, I was practicing three hours a day, 
every single day. And um, yeah, so that sort of made me who I am today. I really think it did. Right. In such a big mm-hmm. way. It had such a big impact on me and my personality. Right. I feel I feel the um, same way in that um, music and the violin became such a big part of my identity that yeah. when I sort of stepped off of the career track and decided to pursue it as a hobby, um, I, I it felt like a part of my soul was leaving. And so you I guys... Just, mm-hmm. I, right. A hundred percent. You guys met and playing f- music, right? In Iceland right. when you were younger? We, yes, had, we, we had the same piano teacher. <laughs> um, I yeah. was not good, but Lilia was amazing. I remember she used to come in after me on like Thursday afternoons when we were 10 and 11 mm-hmm. or something. And I would be like scared. She'd come in, she'd always be wearing rain boots. She had this long, <laughs> beautiful hair. And yeah, <laughs> I've got a funny story about that. <laughs> and, um, and I remember she used to sometimes <laughs> sit in on the last like five, 10 minutes of my lesson. And I'd just be like sweating. <laughs> That's terrifying. Oh my God. Five to 10 minutes. Cause I was like, I don't want oh, Lydia to gosh. think I'm bad. And we weren't friends back then. I didn't really know you. And I was no. really scared of you. Yeah, so was I. I was scared of everyone. I was so It's shy so funny because sometimes and I feel like my best friendships have been with people that I was at first scared of. Yes, right. 100%. Same with my best friend from ballet school. 100%. I was really terrified of her at first in ballet class, and now we're like still best friends for like oh, eight years true. later. Yeah. I feel like this does not ring true for me and you, Phoebe, though, but that's probably because no, we were no. both intoxicated. <laughs> when we met, we that, might, that might have helped, Junior. Doesn't count. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yes. So I thought a good theme for this week's episode would sort of be to talk about um, both the impact of sort of a performing arts mm-hmm. art on our childhood, but also mm-hmm. talk about how um, in stepping off of the career path for that performing art, um, our outlook to that art has changed. Or that sounds art. like I'd love right. to chat about that. I could really chat yeah. about this for hours. Exactly. Because, um, yeah, although I didn't play an instrument, I was a ballet dancer, so I kind of have a similar experience of right. being on that Phoebe, intense career us, path. Mm-hmm. Right, tell us a little bit about your sort of journey. Okay, I will. Um, so I was a ballet dancer for, I would say, for most of my life until right up until I was 18. Um, and kind of similar to you guys, like it really was my entire life. And at a young age, like I was training every day for hours. Um, and again, like it was so it was my identity. It was totally shaped my identity as a person. Um, and especially in high school, more towards high school, I became very serious because that's the age where you really have to hunker down and train. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would go to school half the time and train in, um, go to ballet the other half of the time. So like a lot of times I would have ballet in the morning and then go to school in the afternoon or go to school just until like 12 and then train, ballet for the rest of the day um and yeah so that was my experience as a ballet dancer and then my senior year the summer before my senior year of high school I moved to Switzerland to dance full-time kind of as like a trainee in a company there um and then um was there for like six months and then decided to go back to New York and go back to high school and finish um so yeah, we can like delve into more of that journey right. on the way, but I'd That's love to hear kind of like such about an experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'd love to hear more about like your guys' paths before I really right, like because you know. Lilia went to um, similarly to you, she moved to mm. Paris. Oh, for I, a while. wow, that's so yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was there for two years. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think that's sort of where the turning point was for me mm. a bit. Yeah, me too. My turning point was um, in Switzerland. I would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I really don't know what it was. But um, I think it was just the realization of it. Firstly, of me having, you know, I've, I, since starting, I've always had other passions as well, mm-hmm. as well as the piano. Mm-hmm. So, and as, you know, for be, you know, being a, a professional uh, musician, you know, virtuoso pianist is not something you can do with anything else. It's just something it's you have to do. Job. Yeah. 200%. It's a full-time job. And and it takes over you, you know, mentally as well. And emotionally, and, I think that's and spiritually, sort of what I, yeah. emotionally, exactly. And I thought, I think that's sort of where I realized that, uh, especially emotionally, I just didn't have. You said draining yourself every day. There was just nothing left at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, I was just exhausted all the time, and um, and I don't. I just wasn't ready to give it up. Right, because it give becomes, myself up. Right, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Wow. It, because it's yeah. yeah. That's literally. I can relate uh, to that so much. I felt like totally like I. I was trying to dance, but my body just felt so heavy because I felt like I just had nothing yeah. left to give. And even though I feel like yeah. I had, I had really passed the point of giving myself up for ballet, maybe by a couple years, mm-hmm. but I had to find myself again, and I knew I wasn't going to find myself again by continuing on this path. Like right. for me, mm-hmm. I wasn't hundred percent. I didn't. I didn't know, like, I didn't, I couldn't voice that I wanted to stop. I would have never been able to say, like, okay, this is my last time. I'm going to dance, and then I'm no. done. Um, but, yeah, I just finished through December in Switzerland and then went back for the holidays to New York, and I just, I couldn't continue on the path they had been on because, yeah, I had wow. to find myself again as a, as a human. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. It really, And also yeah. because it becomes, because it's such a part of you, and, and, and I think for me... Uh, I, I never sort of questioned whether it was going to be something that I did for the rest of my life. It just was. It, it was just yes. everything. It, it just yeah. existed. You know, and yes, it was, it was everything. And, and, and all of a sudden you're faced with this sort of exactly. question, like, okay, what am and, I going to do with now? You know, the rest of my yeah. life? And is it this? You know? Exactly. And, and how because, content are you with, with it being this? Yeah. And because uh, it is so, you know, I never, there's nothing that makes me, there is nothing that makes me feel more, you know, just alive than than playing music. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's such a it's so, such a so paradox. It's like, so it's, yeah. It is, and and because I know that that I could do it as well. Exactly. You know, and and I know Yunia, you as well. How we we know that we have the talent to to do it. Right. Um, and it's hard because you do watch other people pursue um, pursue it as a career, who, you know, are. Um, I guess lower or not lower, but like have, don't practice as much, and yes, um, and and, and haven't dedicated as much of think, their life to it mm-hmm, in their absolutely. early years. And yeah. even because I think um, uh, the you know, with I know for the fact that both of us could have practiced more. Right. We 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 weren't the students to pra- to lock ourselves into a room for eight hours never, and just practice yeah. nonstop. We never did that, but but because we have, we both have we're born with just musicality exactly which i think is something i really think that it's something that you're just born with or you're not you know to up to a certain extent you can 
you can learn it, but right. but there is an instinctive, you know, feeling that sometimes you know people just don't have. Right. I mean, so I, I think we right. got we got away with you know not practicing as much exactly. because we knew that we could make up for it with just musicality. That was I, so I don't not, know. How, that was um, so not my case. I had to practice so much. Um, but I guess also with ballet because it's in your body, like you do. I don't know right, if it's right. yes, you have exactly. to put in a lot of hours just because your instrument is your body and you have to tune that. Right, exactly. I, I remember, I don't know how many times I've been told by various teachers and my mother, just like, <laughs> if you actually practiced, here's what you could yep. do. And like, yeah, and it haunts and you, know, you. And we know it ourselves. And you know it, at, like, as I'm practicing, yeah. I know it. I'm like, I could add an extra hour add an extra two mm-hmm. hours. I know, I know that yeah. my limits don't stop here yet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, and I didn't want to practice more. And I feel like that mm-hmm. in itself was enough of an explanation yes. to just but then, give me confirmation that this was not the right career yeah. path for me. Yeah, absolutely. But then I think what haunts me and I think is what sort of scares me the most is the thought in the back of my mind also the question, you know, am I just lazy? Right. That, is that too. But I think, I think, I think that's, that's just, something that's that, terrifying. Yeah, I think that's something that every artist asks themselves and like every artist is constantly pushing themselves. So I feel like it's healthy to have that. It's like, yeah. if you are really pursuing it as a career, I feel like it's healthy to have that little voice inside of you that says, don't be lazy. Push yeah, yourself yes. over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that um, goes on with, so while we were discussing um, this episode, one thing that I mentioned in sort of talking about our performing arts childhoods, I guess, was that there was always such a thin line between sort of a healthy push from teachers and borderline mental abuse. And like, we grew <laughs> up loving that line. Like, yeah. like see- seeking teachers, it out. But also from parents. Right. <laughs> from parents, from teachers, from parents, from peers. Yeah. And from yeah. everybody around you, you know, your, your competition, there's always going to be somebody you're competing against, yeah. um, whether it's, it's within your yeah. class or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I like, God, like, I felt like I was, like, seeking that out almost, that intensity, that notion of, like, right, something yeah. being why so... why would you continue? Yeah. It's yeah. addictive. It yeah. really is addictive. And I had this dream the other night. Um, you know, I haven't, I really haven't touched the piano in a long time, just from you know I'm just I, at this point I'm scared because I know that it, because it is the piano especially well all instruments are but it's it's a sport as well right. as, it, as it is it you know so art. it's just it just goes down yeah. downhill from you know m- just losing one day of practice anyway uh what was my point I you had a dream <laughs> you had a dream <laughs> oh yes oh yes and I had a dream uh that I that I had a piano lesson I went to a piano lesson and and I hadn't practiced. It was, the, you know, the typical sort of anxiety dream. I hadn't practiced, and so I sort of um, pretended to have forgotten my notes, my music. Um, this is something and that I I've woke done up, and I and I really and this was an this was a stressful dream. Right. But then I woke up, and I felt uh, I missed it. Yeah, I missed feeling that you know, you know, having to turn up to a lesson and show progress and. Right. Um, just living by that really those means it. of intensity. Yeah, I miss that all the time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I've had so many ballet dreams. I 
they're becoming less and less, but especially right after I stopped, okay. like, you know, yeah. like, oh my God, I forgot all my bobby it's pins. Intense. I forgot my tights. Like, yes, yeah. exactly. It's, <laughs> it's a breakup. It's a relationship. Yeah, yeah it really, really yeah. is. For me, this is so dramatic, but you know, I was a ballet dancer. For me, it really felt like a death, mm-hmm. like a death of the self. And I had to, yeah. like, I felt like I... A hundred percent. Yeah, I felt like when I... And it's know, a death of, of a part of, of just the... Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. like I was a baby again in the world and I just had to find my way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, that was and me it's also, arriving at it university. It also yeah. sort of, yeah, yeah, and it also for me, I think it's a good sort of, it's it's a good experience for my ego to just sort of, okay, because I've I've been able to hide behind this right. sort of that part of mm-hmm. myself for such a long time, and now I have to sort of face the facts that, you know, I'm not I'm not I can't play the piano anymore, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I can, but but at some point I won't. I probably won't be able to. Mm-hmm. That's right. hard There's because, a certain yeah. part that and, stays with you and you'll always be mm. able to recognize it and, you know, even teach. But, you know, that competitive part of you that was able to sort of... Yeah. The, the elite form of your body will never be the same unless mm-hmm. you keep it up. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. a hard truth to face, you know? Yeah. And, and that's hard because not like it's it was an identifier for you. And even though, you know, that's not maybe a marker of your identity anymore inside you that's still such a huge part of your foundation mm-hmm. so it's hard yeah. yeah absolutely so I thought um because I was writing the other day for my music module mm. I have to write a musical diary and it's mostly based on sort of your weekly progress but one of the weeks I had nothing to write I felt slump like I was in a slump and like um I so I just wrote sort of I wrote a letter to myself about the violin so I really wanted to share that with the listeners so I guess it's sort of like my testimony um (coughs) so yeah I'll just here's what I wrote so I said with so much time for reflection in quarantine I cannot help but reflect on my past and why it is I do what I do the summer before starting university I was at a music festival with my mother And she introduced me to some colleagues for the first time as a university student who played the violin as a hobby. Her intention was, she was proud of me that I had made my own choices, you know, to go to university instead of conservatory. And she was really proud of me. But I remember when she said that I played the violin as a hobby, I remember it hurting like a knife in the chest. I had always been a competitive violinist. Violin had become such a large factor of my identity that upon hearing my mother introduce me like this, I felt like I'd been reduced or diminished in a way. I realized that if I hoped to proceed, I would have to reevaluate what the violin meant to me and face a breakup or divorce of sorts. Um, That summer, finally free from the constraints and cages of my previous obligations, I rediscovered my passion for music. The passion was always there, but it served a different function, a more practical function. However, that summer I rediscovered letting passion fuel my practice. My incentives to practice no longer came from my demons, insecurities, or the pressure to be perfect. They were my own. And that's the most valuable gift I've ever given myself. That was so beautiful. I love the way that you expressed yourself. Yeah. So I just, I really wanted to share that because that's sort of where I'm at with the violin Mm. now. I 
I remember when I quit. So I formally quit the summer before starting university. Mm -hmm. Quit as in, you know, I stopped taking lessons. And um, I believe that it'll always be a part of me no matter what. Of course. Quit quit as in I stopped taking lessons. Mm -hmm. And um, so at first I found absolutely no reason to practice. I was like, why should I practice? There's nothing to practice for. I'd always, previously there was always something to work towards, like a new exam, competition, recital, um, audition, like music festival, whatever. There was always something to work towards. And I'm a very sort of goal-oriented person so I like working towards something and I had nothing to work towards so I was just I felt empty but then soon after I started you know picking up the violin playing little pieces here and there that you know for myself Mm -hmm. and like I said I let sort of passion fuel my practice and and it was such a discovery (laughs) in a way and mm-hmm. I really really enjoyed that so that's a yeah. Noted, I, I would, yeah. yeah I think I would love to hear about where you guys stand with your respective arts right now well yeah, I, I think I have yet to reach yeah. that point <laughs> well it's a little Sorry. bit different <laughs> it's a little bit different I think with ballet because <laughs> you know, your body is your instrument. And so it's like you have to, the level you have to work your body just to be able to play it. Like you would play a violin. of course. Is is, I think it's a little bit different. Uh, Although, like, of course, there's like a mashed intensity with both arts. Um, Did you go through a phase of, like, denial? Or, like, where you didn't even want to try, you know? I am still in that phase, 100%. (laughs) And And I feel, you know, almost I have a problem with just, listening to music it's so Mm -hmm. I'm in such denial like I I have to and I think this is sort of I have to you know make sure that it doesn't turn into just bitterness because right because you don't want to despise it yeah no I really don't and I want to be able to you know my dream is to be able to just sit down at the piano and play a simple piece just for my own pleasure when I you know when I feel like I need inspiration or whatever I don't know but absolutely but I have yet to you know yeah it was get to that point after I stopped ballet it was so difficult for me to listen to classical music at first like it was just too Mm -hmm. it was just too painful because I felt totally swept up again in that world um but now I feel like I mean it pretty soon after I got to the point where I could listen to it again and you know I can dance around my apartment and feel joy and it's not too (laughs) painful but yeah definitely at first I I was experiencing like a level of shock that I feel like you might Mm -hmm. be now yeah Exactly. Um, Yeah. How about, so I feel like Phoebe and I have both reached the point where we're sort of content with everything. But like, Lilia, I feel like you're still going through the divorce more so than the rest of us. I am, (laughs) 100%. I can't, you know, and I don't know why. It's been so tough. I, you know, I just... I don't know why I can't get over it. And and that's why I, I have this sort of fear of whether I've made the right choice or not. Mm-hmm. I think I, um, right. I mean, in times like these, I feel like I've been telling myself that every choice that I make, you know, it's going to be the right choice just because yeah, of I course, made it. Of course, of you course. Know? Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. if, you've gotten to Absolutely. The, if you've gotten to the point where you've made it, like it was the right choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And it's hard uh, to not 100%. look back. 
and but but we have to look forward and there's so many things to be excited about so yeah absolutely so many fun projects yeah 100% yeah I guess, so I guess I can just expand a little bit upon like where, where I am now with ballet absolutely um, please yeah so I guess maybe it's, maybe you'll get to this point in a little bit like of course because it was such a huge part of your it's it's not only like your life but like your adolescence you're growing as a human um yeah. so I always feel like ballet will always be the thing that I love most and that I understand the most and I think that you know for all of us we can never really forget the power of our early experiences or like mm-hmm, our early right. loves and I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still in awe of that power and the effect that it had on my life and I feel, still feel kind of like you know under the the immensity of that power um right they say just, they yeah. say that you will always be a little bit under sort of under the haze of your first love exactly exactly ways, yeah yes yes art. yeah 100%. and I also like I don't I fully don't expect to find that kind of love again in my life it's just all consuming that's no. like more than a love um because it changes you and it shapes you and you know it really yeah, does I can't divorce myself and I think from that's that what's so either. scary yeah. is that how yeah Am I willing to give it up? Mm-hmm. But you don't have to give it up. Like, even if it's not, for instance, like, even though I don't dance now every single day, like, I don't live to dance. I don't wake no, up without still purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's still at my core. It's still such an essential of part course. of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I just have to sort of wrap my head around mm-hmm. that. No, I, but it's hard to... Yeah. I, I feel like it's, no, it's all or nothing somehow, but yeah. of course it isn't. That's such a Scorpio moon thing isn't. to say. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. We're so black and white. It's all or nothing. But you find that you find oh. that with a lot of art forms. Like, that's how it has to be. Something that I find yeah. really amazing is that, like, which I, which I now can understand, but, well, it's actually something I struggle with a little bit. Like, how I can live within one lifetime, even like, you know, I'm only 20 years old within 20 years by two totally different systems of living. Like, you know, I went, like my old system was, I would wake up every day to dance. I would train every day. And now I don't live by that system at all. Now my system is entirely Mm -hmm. different. And how can I exist like according to these two totally different frameworks? Um, Yeah. yeah. But I think it's, well, at least with me, I feel like that's what I've gained uh, or sort of what I can take away from the piano and into anything else I do is is the discipline and yeah. um, sort of yeah right because and and just and of course this is true with anything but but how sort of obvious it becomes uh, that you know practice really does <laughs> make perfect you know right. and how you really do have to just spend so much time working on something to mm-hmm. you know to get better and I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned in the self-discipline right um, me too which yeah yeah I feel this like will help in anything that we do I feel like there's a degree of like um sort of stamina that I've taken away from um music that I can apply to any other sort of part of to my anything. life mm-hmm. yeah and my I find that even when I study for university exams it's it's different um, <laughs> I, I feel like I apply what I've learned in music and my sort of tactics mm-hmm. from music mm. to studying for exams I tried yeah. I tried to apply my I see I didn't have exams in high school so I was I got to college university and these exams, I was so nervous. I felt like it was going to performance. So I would treat them like performances. So right. I would have like 
I would have like, well, it didn't really work out very well for me. I would have like four coffees before. I'd be like jumping around outside the room. I'd be oh, like stretching. Goodness. I'd be like ready to go, guys. And then I'd sit down and my hand would be like shaking. And I'd have all this adrenaline and I wouldn't know what to do. Now I figured a system out. But yeah, so I'm glad that you were able to transfer those, that skill, those skills and knowledge. Um, I haven't quite figured that out yet. But. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I have a funny question. Or a fun sort of topic. Does anybody have any sort of horror stories? Oh god, you guys go first because like, I have I have so many. So you guys go first. <laughs> I I feel um, like I only have one, but yeah, I know. Yeah, you you go. This ahead one, <laughs> this one's sort of like me and Lilia collectively. So um, Lilia and I, we were in a piano trio trio with my twin sister, um, Leve, and. Um, <laughs> so we were playing I think it was was it Rachmaninoff piano uh, piano trio yeah I, th- I feel like it was I, yes. yeah I, I'm I pretty sure so. it was Rachmaninoff piano trio yeah. um highly recommend it I'll <laughs> add it to our playlist for red wine wine couch yes and um anyways so my sister who plays the cello um flipped a page of her music and um luckily during a rest it slid the music fell off her stand and it slid. We were playing in a church. It slid all the way down the aisle, like all the way to the end. And like, there was a full audience. There's not always a full audience in classical music students' concerts. And for some reason, no one, no one like stood, no one tried up. stood up to help oh, no. to pick it up. But also it was one of those churches so that had just doors on up. every, um, on every, every sort of pew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, right, so nobody yeah. could come help. So Loewe, with <laughs> the most unfortunate instrument, like the cello, <laughs> sprints down the, ch- like, the aisle, <laughs> grabs the music, and somehow makes it back, flips the page in the nick of time. Like, it was the most amazing thing. It was the most I mean, horrible. It, it was like it was staged. It musical. looked like it, it was staged. <laughs> it oh. Literally, and of course, oh, and of course she came in, like, perfectly calm because like Loewe gets no yes, stage yes. fright oh my god yeah she's amazing, amazing. Yeah. not at all nothing yeah because I remember I would get nervous Lilia would get nervous but Loewe would, would always nervous, be so really chill and it reflects in yeah. her playing like she plays the cello she yeah. just sits there and it's like nothing's going on yeah. around her. <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's good she was able to maintain that level of calm running after her music yeah yeah <laughs> how about you guys only Loewe yeah. How about you? Um, Oh, God, I have so many. Luckily, I never fell, like, during performance, but there was one rehearsal. We were rehearsing for a gala. I was 14, and we were were rehearsing with Alexei Rodmansky, who's, like, a very famous choreographer, and he's, like, the former head of the Bolshoi in Russia. And literally, I was just running off, like, into the wings, but we were in the studio, and I just fell, like, I face planted the hardest I've ever like it was like I don't even know how because I was just gracefully running off stage and he was like stop he made everyone stop he made the music stop and this is what I love about ballet no one was like no one was like are you okay like are you injured he was like excuse me he was like if you do that in the show it's gonna ruin the whole thing and I was like I was like obviously I didn't talk back because you know no way but in my head I was like well you know I wasn't exactly planning on embellishing your choreography with oh. a fall like that, so you know, oh don't goodness. worry about it. It wasn't intentional. I won't do it in the show. Maybe um, I've never was... heard that story. That's so. Insane. I have so many oh like that. God. I have so many. Um, I don't know. Like, I also just have so many instances of teachers, like, yeah, just being like horribly mean. Um, 
which yeah. I look back now and laugh at. Like when I was dancing in Switzerland, the the director like sat all the girls down and was like, you know, gave us like a talk about how like he thinks that he thought that we all needed to lose weight. And he oh, was like, Oh my god. Oh, and like in the most horrible way possible. And then was like, Oh um, no. And was like, All the girls look like marmots. And I was like, like, like what? He's like, marmot. I was like, um, what the fuck is a marmot, first of all? And I don't, wh- why do I look like one? And so apparently marmots are these little, like, I still can't exactly figure out what they are. If any of our listeners know and want to inform me, I've been wondering for years. Um, oh, apparently God. they're like these little, I, yeah, I don't, these little creatures that live on the mountains in Switzerland and hibernate. Oh my god! And so of course, I'm like in the girls' locker room, like all the girls are crying. They're like, "We look like mammoths!" Oh my gosh! And I was like, "I don't, I don't know what this means, but I don't, I don't think it's nice." Um, all the sh- all the short girls, he said, looked like mammoths, and all the tall all the Ooh. tall girls looked like sofas. Um, oh my god! And I was like, "Well, I'm medium height, so I don't know where that leaves me." Um, <laughs> but I would say, yeah, I have many more of those. But those are just some examples Gosh. of some nice ballet horror stories. <laughs> How about you, Lilia? Anything funny? Yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, I I can remember just traumatic, you know, concerts where I would just completely black out and forget, Ooh. you know, what where oh. to put my fingers. Right. Um, you know, but. I, I can't say that they were funny. They're still traumatic. <laughs> but, memory slip, but then, you know, mem- I just... Memory slips on the piano are real. Like, I don't know why I don't... Like, there's... I get so many memory slips when I've performed so... on the piano, but not really on the violin. And I think I think it's because um, the piano... With the piano, you can't really... You know, you, pra- you practice on different pianos all the right. time, and you have to... You can't connect to your own instrument. Right. And then, like you know, you, and sometimes you can't... No, and then sometimes you can't, you know, even have, you know, try the piano before a performance and you come in and you're just, Ooh, it's an rough. alien instrument to you. And and and, um, and for some reason, I don't know if, if you feel this on the violin, but it just feels, you know, I have to, sometimes I would, just, I would have to sit for, for a good minute and just calm myself down because right. some, I just couldn't feel connected. Mm. You know, my hands would not connect to the, mm. the instrument. Right, this is what I really didn't like about playing I, the piano. It was really... So I quit, so right, I quit the piano when I was like 13. Um, but before then, I was um, with the same teacher as Lilia. And um, Lord knows why I was not good enough. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was... I, yeah, I just... I hated having to move between instruments every time. And sort of the violin, I had my own sort of personal instrument yes, with me. I can, and I can even travel across countries tough. with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. that was definitely... Um, yeah. I would feel like that on my own legs sometimes. Like, how are my legs feeling today? I feel a little <laughs> shaky. <laughs> okay, but that's so valid too. Yeah. Like sometimes you just feel you get an out of body experience, and exactly. it's just like, yes. am I in my body? Absolutely. Same with like my fingers. I'm like, are they moving? Am I choosing to yeah. move them, yeah, or yeah, are yeah, they yeah. moving themselves? Like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and Best. I think that's that's what happens when I get sort of um, whenever I would forget you know, what to play next on the piano whenever my brain would freeze or whatever. Um, I think it's because, cause, because I, you know, you see your hands all the time as a pianist and obviously playing with both hands at the same time and certain passages, you'll, you know, your muscle memory, you know, your eyes will, in this, you know, chapter, you'll, look, you'll watch your right hand and on the next 
chapter, you right. look at your left hand. And this is, you know, this sort of connects to your muscle memory. And suddenly, uh, you know, your nerves kick in in a performance and you'll think, oh, what's my left hand supposed yeah, to be doing? Yeah, your coordination just leaves. And you'll start looking yeah. at the left hand when normally you would never <laughs> have looked at your left hand. And that's when you just sort of freak out and I have no idea what it's supposed to do. So I think I learned after those instances, instances to just look up just look up right. and just not look at my hands at all because that would just completely look, yeah because yeah. I was always on the violin I was always told that I look really lost when I'm playing oh like a <laughs> lost, little, lost little lamb junior <laughs> no like that I had no expressions whatsoever and um that I yeah that I had no expressions and that I should either look at my violin which I hate because it would yeah I would get cross-eyed from it Mm -hmm. um (laughs) or like find a particular place so like in the main performance hall in our music school tono and i'd look to the corner and there would always Uh the principal would always be sitting in the left corner yes on a chair and i i just decided (laughs) that that. it was so you'd be looking at his expressions great decision Um, junior (laughs) yeah i know but it's just like (laughs) that's where i was used to looking and he just so happen to when, sit there when you're, during when the actual performance. When you're performing an instrument, can you... I've noticed this when I go to concerts. Like, the lights don't seem that dark. Can you see everyone in the audience? No, not really. Oh, okay, I, okay. I feel like I can't. Um, I think that's the good thing about the piano is that you're not facing okay, the audience. Oh, that's true. Yeah. With ballet, you're facing yeah. the audience, but it's, the stage lights are so bright that you can't see anything. So. Right, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, uh, I feel like with um, the bigger the venue the less you can see the audience yeah. mm-hmm. and you let the less mm-hmm. intimate yeah. you feel with the audience yeah. as well yeah um, which is easier i find oh, so yeah absolutely because yeah. you're in your own yeah. world you're drowned you're by the light yeah. and the yeah. buzz you yeah know? whereas Whole like small small recital rooms are like oh god like <laughs> just staring at you they're terrible <laughs> with their yeah. eyes looking at you yeah you can of, feel their expression it's kind of hard to have yeah. a nice experience judgment yeah. right and i have like all of the other students staring bullets at me, my mother, my teacher, and like often the principal as well. Everybody just like on you, you know? And mm-hmm. it's yeah. Right. But it's exhilarating as well. So that's why you keep on going. Yeah. I love performing. It's such a love hate relationship. It's such a love hate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But like I was playing a um, concerto with the University of St. Andrews, the orchestra last year. Um, I played uh, the Sibelius Violin Concerto, one of my favorite concertos. And um, I remember when I played, I had had a really rough sort of first year of university and being able to sort of have the opportunity to play the violin um, at school in this capacity was really, really special. And, you know, part of music had been such a part of me my whole life that sort of being able to connect my life at St. Andrews with performing in this way was so mm-hmm. monumental to me oh, and sure on top yeah. of the fact that you just get this adrenaline from performing yeah. that I remember it was just like the closest I had ever gotten to heaven I was or like high I was in mm-hmm. such a high yeah. and it was that's one of the best feelings it's the best ever. feeling oh, yeah so it's yeah. and it's feeling. right and it's at moments like like mm. those that i'm like okay so i i i do enjoy this i gave this up yeah. right yeah. or oh i gave this up yeah. but like yeah. i said my philosophy is 
I made the decision, it's the right decision. And yeah. Then, but also, yeah. like, look, you still Absolutely. you still get to have that experience. You know, it's not like it's gone. yeah, exactly. Absolutely, and and it's it's fun also. Um, after a, a year and a half of sort of being off the career track, I've found mm-hmm. ways to enjoy what I previously didn't enjoy so like Mm -hmm. I never used to really listen to classical music but now I've discovered Mm -hmm. so many new pieces Mm -hmm. um, so many new symphonies and like chamber music and so it's almost like I exclusively listen to classical music now whereas before classical music was like school to me it was Mm -hmm. it was there and like during my free time if I was listening to music I'd listen to some other genre Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I was such a bunhead. I was like, always I think it's listening. the opposite. I was always listening to ballet music or classical music. You know, yeah. I me too. Yeah. I yeah, me too. And I remember like I have this when I was like, it's funny you mentioned the the rain boots, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, because I remember um, when I was like, I think I was twelve or something, eleven. Um, I had like won a piano competition here in Iceland. And I was asked to do an interview, like a, a television interview. Oh, um, I know this story. <laughs> yeah, and I like I had I didn't have a normal upbringing either. So I, you know, we didn't have a TV growing up, um, and there was only classical music. And so I really, you know, I was sort of a bit of an outsider, <laughs> I have to say. Like, I didn't know anything about pop culture or anything. So um, I did this interview, and the woman was just I sort of astonished, maybe, more than fascinated, because she, she I remember her asking me, so what, you don't, you don't know, you don't listen to Lily Allen? And at the time, I just, I, it was just, my eyes are just blank. I had no <laughs> idea who she was, and she just kept naming these uh, singers that I just had no idea who they were and I was sitting there in my muddy rain boots <laughs> just come from the school up in the countryside and oh Whoa. god I've never actually watched that, that interview. That sounds really like I, an I idyllic childhood. Uh, yeah it really was it really was um, but I think it also sort of uh, contributes to sort of me I, I, I don't feel like I've ever felt part of a, a group of any kind I've never felt like, like that either I'm yeah I'm more of a I, lone creature yeah <laughs> I feel like it's 100%. also when you dedicate so much of your life to an art in in our capacity mm-hmm. sort of you yeah. have to learn to or in in a way you're sort of to isolated and you have to learn to be alone 100% yeah. and you know the the school trips and the birthdays and that I missed out on because of practice right. you know and and I'm grateful for it you know I don't I don't regret it at all no, but no, no. Uh, and I, you know, yeah. But so. I also think that, you know, even if, you know, as like a younger adolescent or like in your teenage years, when you have to spend a lot of time alone, I never really experienced loneliness because I had such a rich inner life no, and such like, a neither. desire. Absolutely. Such a, so I've, I never feel yeah, lonely. So full of desire yeah. to do yeah, what I'm I was I, doing. I, yeah, I'm like now, exactly looking back. But I do think yeah, that, yeah. Looking back, I'm like who were my friends? I ha- I didn't have too many friends, but I also never no. felt like I was missing out. Yeah, exactly. No, but I think that's why I was really grateful for, and I am, for you and Leve, is because you were the only friends that I had that really, that I could relate to in, in that way. Right. In the way that was my biggest passion and my, you know, the biggest part of my personality. Exactly, you know? but, but in the and, same and way we were I didn't we have weren't. that in anyone else. Yes, but I remember what was unique for us for the three of us and our friendship was that 
you know, there were loads of other people in our music school who were really dedicated yes, to I music, know. but yeah. it was just our but the, idea of it was completely different. We Yes, and we were and for some reason we were just completely on the same level. Right. It's fascinating. In in a rare way, I think. Exactly. I think and, I think that was your guys' Scorpio placements really coming into play to yes. bring our connection. <laughs> it was faded. It all makes sense now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I also agree, like, yeah. when my longest friend is from, uh, my oldest friend is from ballet school, and it's, like, that way that you can just relate to each other, like, you know, I think if you've, especially yeah. if you've performed with someone, or if you've really trained intensely with someone, yes. they've been with you at those moments of your life that you can't really, you can't well, put, the most vulnerable yeah, you can't put into words, and you've had these experiences yeah. together that are, you know, heightened experiences. Exactly. So that... you're, you're, I feel totally linked to her for life. Shout out to Ariel who, who yep. best be listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we, and we've, ex- you experienced so much together with your friends from, yeah. um, mm-hmm. from like, from music school, from ballet school. I, I remember we watched so many concerts together. We'd have to get through so much cr- like crap together as well like you know Mm -hmm. we'd have to sit through concerts that we didn't want to sit through but at least we had each other and Mm -hmm. we had classes together we had like harmony we were all so bad at harmony like (laughs) the three of us were so bad at harmony and um we had music we were just so similar in our music right journey it was just i mean yeah people at our level most people found harmony to be pretty easy and sailed through it, but like yeah. the three of us, for it's some reason, like we the three of us just want to get better at it. <laughs> yeah, like music history as well. For some, yeah. some how the three of us scored li- the lowest scores, but yeah. it's so, I mean, it's all bonding. So, so do you guys? Yeah, I was exactly. wondering, like, do you, I not only did I love to dance, but I just I was obsessed with going to the ballet. Like when I was like 13, 14, 15 even, I would go to the ballet every single night when like when abt was in its spring season i would go every single night did you guys wow. did you guys ever <laughs> did you guys ever I, like enjoy that or like have a favorite performance like of watching a performance a favorite memory of that oh kissing lilia oh so yeah my um my mother so plays in the iceland symphony orchestra mm-hmm. so i'd go to a lot of concerts and we'd often in, um sort of get lilia to come along if we didn't want to go alone but especially towards our sort of high school years, I guess, <laughs> we'd be going at least once every two weeks mm-hmm. and um, dragging Lilia along. But one time, this fantastic pianist, one of the most famous in the world, um, Ki- um, Kissin, he came and, um, yes, he came and played. Wasn't he playing the Rachmaninoff? He was playing the Rachmaninoff. Um, it's always with the Rachmaninoff. I know. Yes. No, Rachmaninoff <laughs> is one of those like glues to our friendship. And, is and, yes, gosh, Rachmaninoff we listened to it. We, is an Aries. We had it on. It an oh, sorry. Well, Rachmaninoff is an Aries. Aries. Oh, really? I, I hope I'm right. I'm double checking now. We listened to the second concerto, uh, walking up, hiking up the the Great Wall of China. Oh <laughs> my god! Wow, damn. We had a we had a little speaker with that's, us, and that's quite dramatic. <laughs> Right, that whole yeah. trip was yeah. just another, a whole nother story. Oh, God, yeah, we don't have to get into that. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it was good. What great and experiences bad. we've had together. So, and all it through music. So, so, I mean, in the yeah. end, I'm so thankful to music for, for bringing me you, Lilia. Gosh, Aww. yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so grateful that it brought you guys together so I get to talk to both of you. 
Yes, and it brought me yeah. in with you too, me Phoebe. Too. It did because all of us. We really bonded over that. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Right. So before before we go, I for a little extra mm-hmm. segment, I want. I was wondering if you guys could teach me a little Icelandic, because I think <gasps> I really love Junior when I hear you speaking Icelandic <laughs> on the phone. I think it's so beautiful. It's kind of like you swallowed an angry horse. And I just want to learn how to speak it. That's, <laughs> right. That's, you know, that's also the correct personality. That's, no, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you want to learn? Um, can you teach me how to say, um, I don't know, what should we say? Like, I, I, just teach, like, how, how would I say, like, my name is Phoebe? Okay, so in Icelandic, you say, Yeg heite. Yeg heite. Yeah. Yeg heite, Phoebe. Yeah, it sounds so. It was almost like a Swedish. Yeah, Russian Swedish. Russian Swedish. How how would I say like listen to our podcast? Um, listed our hladvarpi. Oh wow, I really didn't get that at all. Listed our hladvarpi. I um I actually just recently learned the Icelandic word for podcast. Me too. Oh, what is it? So I'm I'll, flaunting I'll just it. Do that one. <laughs> it's hladvarpi. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it's okay. such a dynamic language. Well, so now I will add yeah. Icelandic to my LinkedIn page as a skill. Um, you know what? That's yeah. That's all you need to go know. Go for it. Yeah. So, uh, do you guys have anything else to add? I feel like we really just talked about so much and really delved into the depths of our artistic yes. experiences. Yeah, I don't I don't really have much to add other than that, you know, my last point was I'm just so thankful for music for bringing me my best friends. Oh, same. Me too. I'm thankful for music. Yeah. Just in general. <laughs> oh, final, final point. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to feature like a, a piece every week. Um, so on our podcast that I could add to our playlist. So Lilia. What is currently your favorite piece to Ooh. listen to? Pressure. So I have been listening on repeat to... I love Mozart. Mozart is... I think it's sort of top top five composers for me. Absolutely, me too. Um, and, you know, approaching summer, I have been listening to the Mozart Piano Concerto number 21 in C major on repeat all day long uh that's how yeah, i listen to i always music sort of connect well. mozart yeah. to summer right it is actually so especially the transition from spring into summer just that's what mozart yep. is to me a hundred percent yeah me too um yeah so that would be my piece absolutely let's everybody i'm gonna add it to the playlist so everybody go listen to it i promise I promise it's beautiful and it's not boring. Uh, so many people come to me and say, oh, Mozart sounds so boring. Really try to oh, listen I... in between the lines. There's so much going yeah. on. Yeah. Can I add another piece? Absolutely. Oh, go ahead. By all means. One more. <laughs> A piano piece as well. Um, and this is another sort of summer, um, summer piece for me. Uh, it's Debussy. So it'll be a little more probably easy listening uh, for oh, many I people. Me too. Um, uh, okay, so it's une barque sur l'océan. What does that mean? Um, so I guess it means like a 
it's about it's a it's a piece about the water anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, so Very ocean. Perfect for summer. Um, I believe that he was. Yes. I believe that Debussy was a Pisces, which really makes sense if because he, he wrote a lot of I think very like soft pieces, especially inspired by the water. And Pisces is a water sign. Yes. So, oh, wow. really? yeah. yeah. Gosh, I'm so curious about like birth charts and. Oh, well, I can do yours if you send me your info. Yeah. Wait, that was such a lie. He wasn't a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> that one um i was incorrect but see we all have to check we all have to do some more astrological research so we can really be <laughs> sure of our um of my statements on the podcast <laughs> exactly um so one more time lilia what, what was it called again so so i just translated it <laughs> and i hope google translators is, is is telling me the right thing but it says it means a boat on the ocean so yes it is beautiful. It's a beautiful piece. And this piece is actually sort of inspiring me to play for my own enjoyment. And yes, I have yes. found the notes. I have found the music. <laughs> and I think the next step will just have to be to do a bit of practice. Yes. You can do it. Here's yeah. to growth. Here's to growth. Here's yep. to growth. Exactly. So here's a little bit out of the Ravel piece that Lilio was talking about. It's one of my absolute favorites. It's so beautiful and so cozy to listen to, especially during this time. Um, it was composed in 1906, and the pianist here is Andre Laplante. featured in the film Call Me By Your Name. So if you too want to feel like you're falling in love with Tim Timothy Chalamet in Northern Italy in the 80s, then you should probably listen to this piece too. It was so lovely to chat with you guys and to meet you finally, virtually. Oh, me too. Virtually, yes. of course. Me too. Um, and and yeah. thank you to yeah, thank you to all of our listeners for coming again this week. Thanks for tuning in. So if you a little um Teaser for next week's episode, we're going to have uh, my good friend Simon on, and he's going to be talking about his, you know, his modeling career, also a visual artist like you, um, and he's going to be talking about lots of fun things. So tune in again next week. I'm so excited. I've met Simon once. Me too. And he's literally like, I'm such a fangirl, so I'm really, really excited. I, we're all fangirls of Simon. So. Oh, true. <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you have a good week. Yes. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Red wine, white couch. Red wine, white couch. Red wine, white couch. Red wine, 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 red wine, white couch.